This is the Peaks Audio Experience. Hi and welcome to Peaks Wellness. Now, at the outset, <laughs> it's like a confessional video. <laughs> Pull the curtain across the priest next door. <laughs> my name is Mike and I love my coffee. <laughs> this, is one of those, this is one of those experiments. This is the great caffeine experiment um, that we're going to tell you about and give you some background on why we decided to do it and some of the findings and reasons. First of all, Lynn, do we love our coffee? Oh, love, <laughs> love, 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 love our coffee. And how much coffee? Because um, you're a, a caffeine, uh, keen a caffeine, <laughs> a caffeine addict. How many coffees a day would you drink? So, uh, or would we would we drink? Yeah, we probably let's go, drink. Let's go the wee thing. We'll yeah. go the royal wee. Um, we probably drink four to six coffees a day. Mm-hmm. So all caffeinated. Mm-hmm. Um, we pro- we're probably not at the end of the spectrum that, that some people would be. So ours would be five to six shots. Mm-hmm. Maybe on a um, on a special day we might go to eight shots. Special <laughs> day. So we might have a couple of doubles in there. Yeah. Um, compared to people who maybe are drinking, I don't know, four or five triple shot lattes. Yeah, the big, you know, the big. You know? Long black things that come from the, the coffee yeah. shops. We don't do that's not us. We're not. Uh, no, we don't. We well, we don't drink lattes for a start. So <laughs> and we don't drink takeaway coffee. No. But um, so I think you know we're we're in a we we drink a reasonable amount of coffee. And um, it's, it's yeah. not our fault. The the, the keto. <laughs> it's not our. It's not our fault. <laughs> it's her fault. The keto lifestyle also had the bulletproof coffee. So hmm. walk us through the bulletproof coffees. What's in it and why? Why we're not we have to have a bulletproof coffee twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think about the um, the keto lifestyle, there is a, a big emphasis on fats and also on intermittent fasting. And you've heard us talk lots about both of those. And one of the easiest ways to get in some of the fats on a morning without breaking your fast is to have a bulletproof coffee where you're taking a coffee, you're adding grass-fed butter for those beautiful healthy fats, CLA and vitamin K, and then you're adding some MCT, some medium chain triglycerides. Now the coffee and the MCT, especially when it's blended as it is in a a bulletproof coffee, what that's going to do is that's going to give you the most benefit in terms of the stimulant properties, the brain boost, you know, Mm -hmm. that little zing that you get from your bulletproof. So for us going into a workout or a meeting or an important day, it really just sets us up for the day. We've got the body benefits and the brain benefits. Hmm. Cool. Now we've obviously had coffee as a part of our life for a long time, mm. and we've you know, we've we've played with different types of coffees and different times of coffees. But there is, and we're the serious psychics, and there is some long term impacts mm. when you have coffee over a long period of time that we need to be aware of. And if you are a coffee drinker, a lot of these you will understand. Uh, but it's also important to bring those to the conversation so that we're really clear on this is what can happen if you have a significant amount of coffee on a regular basis. And if we are talking wellness, which is why we're here, is that really something we want as, as part of our long-term wellness campaign? So that's where the, the experiment started this week. So then run us through the long-term impacts of caffeinated coffee. Yeah, I just want to say at this point as well, guys, you know, we feel great. We love coffee. Um, we don't, we don't, didn't perhaps, I might be giving a hint there, we didn't believe coffee was having any impact on us whatsoever other than positive benefits because as you know from previous episodes, 
Coffee is a stimulant but used right, it's a performance enhancer. It's a powerful drug, but it's a drug that's been used for centuries. So it's not new, um, it's not an over-the-counter type of drug. And, you know, we do feel we've been reaping the mm. rewards of the coffee. Mm. Um, but as you said, Mike, it does have long-term benefits, um, but it also has long-term impacts. So coffee drinkers are known to have longer lives. Mm. But on the other side, on the flip side, um, if you are drinking a lot of coffee, particularly the caffeinated variety, so and we're talking caffeine here, not really coffee. So mm. if you're drinking caffeine and lots of it, you can get desensitized to it. So you can build up a level of tolerance. And we know that there are people who are more or less sensitive to coffee. But apart from that, so not talking about the level of sensitivity, we're talking about you building up a tolerance over time. So you actually need more and more coffee to get an impact. And we know there's a lot of drugs like that mm. where, you know, one or two is enough in the beginning, and then you need three or four to get the same effect, and then before you know it, you need five or mm. six. And that's what, you know, we, we have that to to a certain extent, is that we were building up a level of tolerance to our coffee, and so it would take more to get the performance enhancing benefits that we were looking for. And, sorry, and if you talk to anybody who is a coffee drinker, um, and a fairly frequent coffee drinker, they would say that, you know, they at times just need that extra shot, or they need, they go, they, rather than having a, a single latte, they'll have a double shot latte because they recognise that at times their body is so immune to the impact of caffeine that they need to load their coffee up. And so that does mean that consistently you're adding another level or another layer of caffeine into your system. Mm. And that, that's the, yeah, that's the, the impact long-term if you're a continual uh, consumer of caffeine. So that's the first long-term impact. What about the building up in the system? That's probably one of the big, mm. big things that people don't know. And I was one of these, didn't necessarily understand the the half-life process of caffeine in system. So, Lynn, can you just take a couple of minutes to explain to everyone what that really means? Yes. Because it has quite a significant impact, doesn't it? It does. So when you when you drink caffeinated coffee or any kind of caffeinated drink or take in a food that's caffeinated, then what is happening is immediately it starts to be absorbed through the mouth and the throat and the you know the system there it is metabolized by the liver. So it puts a load on the liver. So if you think about the liver, the liver takes all of those um, things that we want to get rid of, processes them and gets them out of the body. So yep. what you're doing with caffeine is you're actually putting quite a significant load onto the liver. Now the way that caffeine works is it has what we call a half-life. Now what that means is you don't just drink it, use a bit of it and excrete the rest. It means that it stays in your system, it gets absorbed and it stays in your system. Now the half-life of coffee or caffeine is about six hours. So the way it works is if I drink an espresso coffee that's caffeinated and it's got 60 milligrams of caffeine in it, within six hours, half of that caffeine will have been used, depleted, excreted, but half remains. So if I have at 9 o'clock in the morning, I have a caffeinated espresso, then by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, still got half of that in my body. Six hours later, I've still got half again. So if I start off with 60 milligrams, six hours later, I've got 30. 12 hours later, I've got 15. And it goes on and it keeps going on until eventually we get down to somewhere near zero. So if mm. I take a single espresso with 60 milligrams, 
it'll take two and a half days before most of it is out of my system. Mm. So if I then keep on adding coffee, <laughs> it's like a cumulative mm. load mm. on the body because we're not going down to <clears> zero <throat> each time. Mm. We're actually adding on and adding on and adding on and adding on. So mm. you're actually building up that load in the system cumulatively. Yeah, and that's, that's probably the, the most shocking thing because if you are having two, three, four, five, six coffees a day, and it is taking two and a half days for that very first coffee to work its way through the system following that half-life process, then every time you add more coffee, <clears throat> you're increasing the time that your body's full of caffeine by two and a half days. And what it means is in those two and a half days, obviously there's at least one or two sleep cycles in there, you're going to bed very often, fully loaded with caffeine, even if you haven't had coffee into the late afternoon or early evening, you've done the right thing and maybe stopped your coffee, that cumulative effect has meant you've still gone to bed mm. with the equivalent of one or two or three shots yep. of coffee in your system, yeah? That's right. So <coughs> based on our five to six mm. cups of caffeinated coffee a day, yes. by the time we were going to bed, and let's say by midnight, mm. when we should have been asleep for a couple of hours, by midnight we still have the equivalent of more than two espressos mm. so more than two coffees <clears throat> which so, in, in yeah, reality you know, if, you, if you said i'm going to bed now let's have a couple of shots of coffee that's not something that we would ever we consider doing and a normal person wouldn't go to bed and have a shot of coffee so the, the but the reality was we were going to bed and people like us who are having this amount of coffee are going to bed with a similar amount to a couple of shots of coffee mm. every night mm. and then wondering why the sleep hasn't been as good as it needs to be and there's the next <coughs> long-term impact. The long-term impact is because you are essentially carrying in the body a significant quantity of a stimulant, mm. it is known to impact sleep. And that's one of the things that, you know, um, said to us we should do this experiment because we wanted to see for ourselves mm. exactly what impact <coughs> it would have on our sleep. We sleep really well, yes. um, but it but it definitely does, it's known to have an effect and we wanted mm. to examine that for ourselves. And then just the last one to mention before we go off the long-term impacts is the addiction. And we weren't... Uh, no, no, we're not looking for our caffeine fix. We are not in withdrawal right now. We weren't right addicted. Now. We're we weren't definitely addicted. not in withdrawal. No, we we, went, we no, went, no. weren't sniffing the pods. <laughs> yeah, to see if we can get a bit of oh, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Licking the inside of it. Yeah. No, we weren't addicted. So, you know, caffeine is highly addictive, and that's why, again, when you're building up a tolerance to it, but you're also addicted, you find that you're drinking more and more, and you're drinking it earlier in the day, so you're getting out of bed, you're tired, it's masked the fact that you're tired, so it's masked the sleep deprivation, and you get up and you immediately reach for the coffee, and then you move through the rest of the day with all of those tiredness symptoms effectively masked. So the long-term impacts, that all builds up, you're desensitised, you're building up the tolerance, it's building up in your system, you're becoming um, addicted to caffeine, and it's impacting your sleep. So some of, you know, a few things in there that perhaps are not mm. congruent mm. with long-term wellness. And obviously as part of what we do at Peaks Wellness is we coach people and we have a programme that people go through, and one of the, one of the pillars, one of the standalone pillars is sleep and caffeine or stimulants have a significant impact on sleep. So we wanted to understand that. So, And we often, when we're coaching people, we have this resistance from people around modifying their coffee habits. And 
and we were not as guilty, but we were one of those people who had a significant amount of coffee or caffeine on a daily basis. So we said, right, we are going to have an experiment. And as part of that process, we're going to look at <clears throat> what's the impact of that experiment, what actually happened. And so we thought we'd, we'd do that and give you the results. So what happened? Give me a, give me a day one, day yeah. two, day three, blow by blow. So we went cold turkey. <clears throat> we did go cold turkey. We got off a flight. <laughs> we got off a flight and we decided, right, we're going to do some research. This is the week of research. And we decided to have one last coffee. So we had a 9 a.m. We had a 9 a.m. So day one, day one of the great caffeine experiment, we had a full caffeine coffee. I think you might have probably had a double. So a, a double shot bulletproof coffee. Monday morning. Monday morning. Start the week. <laughs> right. Went off to the gym. Wonderful. Felt great. Now, bearing in mind on you know the, the day before the caffeine experiment, we had come off a late flight. So we'd come off a late flight, we'd gotten to bed later than usual, which meant we'd had some impact on sleep anyway. So we got up on the Monday morning, fairly tired and in need of that coffee. So had the bulletproof coffee, went to the gym, but you know, pushed through. You do it all the time, right? Whether it's work, whether it's the gym, you just push through the tiredness of daily life. And that's exactly what we did. Off we went, went to the gym, felt great, we patted ourselves <laughs> on the back for making this awesome decision. Because we decided, we decided before, well, we decided earlier that day we are going to start the week and do the, the great caffeine experiment, but we thought we'd have a coffee and we did that. Then we did the workout, then because we didn't come back from the gym and have a lunchtime espresso or coffee because we were going cold turkey, at 2 or 3 in the afternoon we were still feeling great, because we'd got such a large whack of caffeine in the system that it accumulated, we still felt great. But we were patting ourselves on the back going, yes, this cold turkey thing's easy, not a problem, we're, uh, we're, we're awesome. We're not caffeine <coughs> sensitive, no, we're not addicted, no, we're not in, no, you know, we're fine, no. we're fine. And that was day one. Day one, love day one, great day. Great. <laughs> day two. Day two. Well, day one, yeah, day one, we'll talk about sleep in a minute. Yes. But day two was not quite as fun as day one. Day two, <coughs> ugly. Day yes. two was horrendous. Mm. So it actually started really well. So I got up, I think you were the same, felt mm. pretty good. Um, you know, felt, yeah, look, I didn't, I didn't have any difficulty getting up. Um, I, I wasn't concerned that I wasn't getting my coffee or my caffeine because I had a decaf coffee. So I still got my bulletproof in, still did my morning routine as usual, went to the gym and I felt a bit jaded, you know, mm. a bit dusty, a bit sort of lethargic, but pushed through and <clears> did my workout, enjoyed my workout. In fact, I did a longer workout than usual. Mm. Actually, yeah. Yeah, so again, patted myself <clears> on the back and said to, we said to ourselves, that's great, we did an extra 20 minutes today yep. without caffeine. Yay. Whoa. <laughs> well, that was right before the effects hit. So <laughs> we had lunch on day two. Yeah. And it was after lunch on day two, we absolutely hit the wall. Um, we just got a massive headache. It started quite small, painful in the centre of the forehead, and it just progressed. And the interesting thing was, even though um, obviously Lynn and I are different size and shapes and the caffeine impact is different, it was almost at an identical time mm -hmm. because we were closely together and so the coffee and stuff often happens together. Um, almost within the 30 mm. minutes of each other, Lynn said, I don't feel very good. I've got this massive, almost migraine headache, really not feeling good. 
and literally within 15 minutes I had exactly the same headache. We were describing the headache, the feeling, and then we then did the calculations on where our caffeine levels were based on Sunday having caffeine, Monday having caffeine in the morning, and then stopping Monday morning, and then moving forward. This was around about the time our caffeine levels were dropping to a dangerous low, a low they probably hadn't seen for a little while, and that's when we were starting to get those symptoms of the caffeine leaving our system mm. and almost getting down to ground zero. And so that's when we started to feel it. And we... That's it. So if you're going to go cold turkey, if you're going to get rid of caffeine or just, reduce caffeine... Just do day one. Day one's great. <laughs> day two might hurt. And it was. We got, you know, look, we got overwhelming tiredness. I yeah. just wanted to sleep. Mm. And I did. I had a nap. And instead of just having a little doze, I went into a full-on deep, sleep and I woke up feeling groggy and the pounding headache and I really couldn't concentrate. I tried to sit down and do work, I was on the computer and I really struggled to concentrate. Um, I was hungry, I wanted to eat, um, I was struggling right through the rest of the day. So you know, we did all that you could do, we hydrated ourselves, we ate well, and we went to bed early. Mm. Uh, because you can, t look, you can take anti-inflammatories, you can take pain relief for the headaches. Um, we don't want to, we don't want to put more chemicals in the system. Um, we really try and eliminate all of those sort of drugs. So we did it natural, we did it natural and we did it tough. <laughs> we did it tough, it was tough, yeah. As tough as one could, we're talking about caffeine here, so it's not, it's not the end of the world, but it was very interesting to see that day one was actually quite comfortable. It was the day two, and that's what you may experience, and part of the reason we're sharing this is because if you decide to reduce caffeine, it really is when that caffeine level starts to drop as, as the body moves forward and as that timeline moves forward, that's when the effects start to happen. And then day three, so we're on day three now. We're only sort of halfway through the journey. Uh, day three... How did you wake up this morning? Then how did you feel when you got out of bed? Yeah, so I, I didn't feel I slept particularly well. I tossed and turned a lot um, during the night, but I still woke up. In fact, I woke up at 3.30 thinking it was time to get up. <laughs> I felt that energised. <clears throat> um, so I got up at 6 and did my morning routine. And all through my morning routine, I kept thinking to myself, I feel so clear. Mm. Just this crystal clear and I have to say you know first of all we're incredibly fit and healthy we feel good all the time um, I never get the headaches I've ne I don't experience headaches or migraines and I'm generally a, a very healthy person because of the peaks formula and the way we live our life so this for me was another level again mm -hmm. I mean I just had this literally laser sharp clarity mm -hmm. my mind felt beautifully empty in the sense of ready to take on the world. Mm. That's interesting because we both we both spoke this morning first thing and we we compared how we felt and we both had that same comment incredibly clear. It wasn't like we had lots of huge amounts of energy. It wasn't like we were lethargic. We were just very comfortable, very balanced. <clears throat> but there was this huge clarity and this huge almost this um this fuzziness lifted and we were both really enthusiastic and we both trained and worked really really hard no headaches today no headaches. no ill effects so we're now towards mm. the afternoon of day three and we're going to continue the experiment and give you the results and i will say very interesting at the gym because what i felt was i felt my body was a hundred percent recovered this morning mm. yeah. i trained hard monday sunday mm. monday tuesday today's wednesday mm. 
and I felt really recovered. And normally at this point in the week, I would actually start to feel a bit yeah. tired, things would be <clears> hurting <throat> a bit. But I went into my gym workout this morning feeling really, really ready to work out, eager to work mm. out. And throughout the whole session, I was really, again, performing, you know, absolute spot on. And I felt great by the end of it. Mm. And some of that's to do with the caffeine in your system now while you're exercising, but also it's the impact of better sleep. So walk us through the Sunday night sleep, Monday night sleep, last mm. night sleep. So if we look to Sunday night, as I said, we had a short night. So, so just to jump in, don't forget we track our sleep. So as part of what we do, we track our sleep each night and we compare sleep. So we look at what is the impact of whatever experiments we might be doing, whatever crazy things we're doing on our sleep. So we're, we're pretty aware of our sleep patterns and what they're like. So we can see if there is a change in the sleep. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So um, something like a short night of, of sleep and a normal night of sleep. Um, so, you know, a bit of REM sleep, a bit of deep sleep tossed and turned a bit because I didn't go to bed at my normal time, got up feeling a bit tired, so a fairly regular night of sleep even though it's short. The first night, so the end of day one, this was the big shocker. So we tell people all the time, caffeine affects your sleep, especially your deep sleep. We both had significantly more deep sleep on day one, night one. Mm. I mean, astoundingly. Yeah, we're not talking about an extra one or two minutes, we're talking about 20 or 30% more deep sleep. And that's monitored with the aura ring and then the, the watches. So we checked all the devices, we, we wired up and made sure that we checked it. And both of us independently had increased sleep. So we validated that. So that was, that was very interesting, wasn't it, on night one? Very interesting. Yeah. Now, night two, um, I personally found that because I had a headache, it was I went to bed early but I found it really difficult to get to sleep. Not what my technology tells me. My technology tells me I went to sleep the second my head hit the pillow, but I didn't feel like that. And I thought I woke up a few times you know, through the night that I was restless, I tossed and turned. But when I got up in the morning, as I said, after night two, I woke up this morning feeling really good. I actually woke up early, I woke up without my alarm clock, and I was raring to go. And when I looked at the technology, the technology told me I'd had lots of deep sleep and lots of REM sleep. So mm. I'd had a big chunk, much more than usual, in those two sleep stages. And what we know, remember, is deep sleep, amazing for the body, and I felt really recovered today. So deep sleep, I had lots of it, my body felt recovered, and REM sleep is where the mind recovered. And my mind felt completely clear this morning so i've had the deep i've had the rain i've got the body benefit i've got the mind benefit so by this morning i couldn't deny that caffeine had been having a big impact on me and that day three i am now caffeine free i believe all the caffeine gone from the system mm. i've got rid of all of those nasty effects and i'm now running on my own fuel and feeling amazing mm. so for the interest of this experiment we'll continue caffeine free for the next couple of days just to see the impact on sleep, the impact on energy, and all the other symptoms that we're experiencing not having caffeine as part of our day-to-day. -day. And then we'll add this to the next uh, next episode and give you the, the details. And I guess the takeaway from this is to really understand, even in the world we live in, which is the wellness world, to understand what impact, people, what impact stimulants have on your body 
And if you are using stimulants long-term, for us it was caffeine, what are those impacts? Are they benefiting some of the outcomes you're trying to achieve or are they detracting from it? And then rather than going cold turkey and saying no more caffeine ever again, finding that medium between using caffeine for its purpose, which is the energy and the clarity and the stimulant, but not overdoing it when you're suffering some of those long-term effects. So stay tuned. We will be back very soon, popping for a quick coffee. Back very soon with another update on the great caffeine experiment. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the Peaks Audio Experience. Make sure you've subscribed and please share the podcast. And more importantly, don't forget to tell all your friends it's awesome, it's amazing and inspiring. And send us your hot topics to cover on a future episode. For now, have a great Peaks Day. (laughs) 